Welcome to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Great show, great episode, great podcast is about to happen. But there's a couple things. First, just to let you know what's going to happen in today's podcast. One, you're going to meet the new owners of one of the newest bars in Wilton Manors. And I love the name of the bar. It's called Tap Your Ash. Is that not kind of like hot? You know, cigars, tap your ash. So I thought it was a real clever. Because, yeah, I could take that many different ways almost. But besides that, I'm actually going to interview and introduce you to my housemate, Phil. He has actually ran some commercials on my podcast to help me out. That's Handyman Phil. Phil is just a very interesting person. And without Phil, I don't know if I would even be here. Phil keeps me grounded. And when I lost my job and everything I went through and all my medical conditions, Phil has always been that person right now who has been building me up and keeping me alive financially. You're going to meet Phil. He is one of the most caring persons that I've ever met. I thought I was, but I think Phil may be even more caring than me. He's just a really great guy, and his life story is very interesting. So those are the two things we're definitely going to do today. But before that, I want to tell you what's been on my mind. You know, I share what I think and how I feel. Does it mean it's right? Does it mean it's wrong? Does it mean anything, I guess? But here's what I've been thinking. My problem is when I have too much spare time, I think too much. I'm going to give you my pitch why I need to win this lottery. So right now in U.S., we have a lottery that's worth like $1 billion. It's like $1.55 billion. Now, after taxes, you probably only get about $100 million. But I'll take $500 million because I have plans for this money. I have plans to change people's lives and to change people's lives after I leave this earth. That's why I need to win this because I really don't want the money all for me. I want it more to invest in people's future. I was very blessed to get to travel to many places. And in my travel, I have met many people that are either maybe a part of the gay community and people who just have been struggling. Met some really good friends that I know are just really great people, but their environment where they come from and everything has not been the best for them to be able to be successful. So I want to find a way to make people successful. And here's what I decided. When I win this $1.55 billion, you can apply. What I want to do is I want to open six resorts that, you know, maybe are LGBT friendly or LGBT resorts. And I want to own about six of them. 
in different parts of the world that I've been to. So let's start with where do I want them? I definitely want one in Costa Rica. I want one in Ecuador. I want one in Peru. I want one in Colombia. I want one in Montana of United States. Actually, not Montana. I think I want it in um, Wyoming. I'll explain. So that's five. And the sixth one, I'll have to figure out yet. But what I want to do is I want to build resorts that are approximately just like no more than 20 room resorts. And I want them custom built to be, you know, friendly, earth friendly, and use the environment and protect the environment. But more importantly, what I want to do is hire people and give them training in different areas of hospitality and create a course where they actually come to work there and they work for over two years and they actually get a degree. They can go out into the world in different places. So a lot of these countries, the biggest problem is, one, they can't even get visas to go to the United States or other countries. Visas are one of these tricky things in a lot of countries. It seems like you really need to know someone to be able to get the visa. But I want to be able to work through that system to help get every one of these individuals a visa. So my thought was, you have about a 20-room place, and what I would like to do is have one week, it's strictly gay men, one week it's strictly gay women, one week... It's family, gay families, people that have children, and then maybe one week of something else. But really, those are the three weeks. A men's only, a women's only, and a family only. And then there'll probably be a week of anyone else. But we're talking about a three-week structure. And each week would actually be two weeks long. Because some people like to go on vacation for two weeks. Maybe it's the gay men and it's two weeks long, and then women two weeks long, and then families can be up to two weeks long. Well, that's six weeks, so everyone who would work in the hotel or the resort would have to work six weeks straight. That's a lot of time. But while they're there, they are going to get housing and food. So they're actually making money and not having to really pay anything out. I don't want to be one of these things like, oh yeah, we give you housing and food, but we don't pay you anything. No, I want them to actually make a good salary, but they're going to go to classes, and I want different types of classes that everyone that works at the resort must go and become proficient in, like culinary. They will all learn to be sous chefs and to be able to work in the kitchen. Concierge. They will all understand customer service, English. They will all become fluent in English. And then also just hospitality, hotel, you know, everything from the cleaning, work in the front desk. Everyone's going to do everything. It's not like hiring people who just do cleaning. The people will work front desk some days, and then the people will also clean rooms some days. Everyone is going to be treated equally. 
then after the six weeks, everyone will get a week off. A paid week off. And that paid week off will have different benefits to it. Like, for instance, I want six resorts. If they want to spend a week at another resort, they can go there pretty much like free of charge, pay their own airfare because they're making decent money, and we'll help them out somehow and get them to the resort. Or if they want to take their mom and dad with them, they can. But those weeks, the resorts are going to be bare minimum. It's not going to be the resort where you have the fine dining and all that. It would be more like, hey, you can go there, but you're making your own beds. You know how to do it. You're going to do your own laundry. And when you're lean, you're going to clean your room and make sure it's ready. But you can stay there all week. And then that would be the week we do maintenance. So I think it's a great idea. And then we would have this where they would work for about a year to two years and give them some type of degree and actually help them find really good jobs in the industry so they can actually make money to help their family. That's what I want to do with the $1.55 billion that I'm going to win in the next couple days. But if I don't win it and you want to give me that kind of money, or you know someone that has that kind of money, please help me out. You're going to listen to a sponsor right now, and I will be right back with one of our guests. You're listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. When Silver Daddy needs to go shopping, you know where you'll find me. I'll be at Leatherworks. Let me tell you, the reason I love this place is because it is the premier fetish and leather shop in the Southeast. Not just in my area, but in the entire Southeast. You know, they are inclusive of all sexuality, genders, and body types. So even me, Daddy Bear, I can find things at Leatherworks. Their quality of their leather products is incredible. You know, they make a lot of the stuff in shop, but they only use the highest quality leather. You can join the Lifestyle Club program. You know, it offers discounts on in-store products and classes. Yes, classes. They offer classes and they have quarterly parties for the community. If you need to get something, you can go to leatherworks.com and the works is W-E-R-K-S. Go there and you can buy online. Hey everyone, welcome back to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. I'm still here in Wilton Manors and you know what? I'm in one of my favorite places because they have two of my favorite things, cigars and alcohol. (laughs) And not only that, they also have cards here. I mean, I can't be happier. But I am here with three incredible guests. Two will be speaking. One may not talk too much. We'll get to that in a second. I'm here with Diane and Perry. And Diane, you're the owner of the establishment. Yep, I am the owner of Tap That Ash. Tap That Ash. Yep. I love the name. Thank you. Everybody loves the name, no matter who we speak to. It's the coolest name. And I can't take credit for that, but my older son takes credit for Tap That Ash. He came up with the name. You know, in this neighborhood, that's a very catchy name. Let me tell you that much. And I'm also here with Perry. Good to be here. Thank you for having us. Hey, Perry. So 
You work here also. I do, I do. And you're part of the family, right? Yep, part of the community. And part of the community <laughs> too? Yep, oh yeah. Okay, so this is a family business, correct, Perry? Yes. Uh, yeah, we, my brother found the location and the name, and uh, we've been looking to open up a cigar bar for a long time, and we found the perfect location here in Wilton Manors. Okay. Great. So how long ago did, when did you guys actually start? About how long ago? <laughs> it was a long process. We started in October of 21, and we signed the lease here in February of 22. And, and when did you actually open that? January of 23. <laughs> January of wow, this year. Wow, <laughs> so it took from February one year signing a lease to almost almost a year, 11 months, to get it actually open. Oh, it was a long process. I don't think people actually understand how long it takes to get a business up and running. They think it's like, oh, it just showed up. Am I right? You are right. We had a lot of permitting to do. We had a lot of everything together and what we, what we needed, what we wanted to serve, what we need. But it's mostly was the permitting that took so long for us to get. And then finally, um, some of the commissioners, Chris Caputo, helped us get underway. And he really took us under his wings and he walked us through the... Uh, permitting situation and from there it went much smoother and much quicker so we were so happy to have met him he was fabulous for us thank god for chris and and don dearminio the other uh wilton manners uh commissioner who was with us who was with us since day one yeah so if you're not from this area chris is one of the commissioners and the other commissioner was don dearminio yeah, there are commissioners here in Wilton Manors, very business-friendly and wanting to support. Now, I have another person here. Well, not really a person. I have another guest here, but this guest probably isn't going to say much. We have Rocket, and Rocket right now is just laying on the floor. Rocket is a rescue dog, and kind of like the mascot. So who wants to talk about Rocket? I will. Yep. Yep. We got Rocket actually four weeks ago today. My husband saw one of the homeless young guys walking on the streets of Wilton Manors with this beautiful dog. And uh, we've known this this young guy since we, before we've opened. Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband said, what's doing with the dog? And he said he rescued him from a very bad situation. We decided that we were going to rescue Rocket from being homeless as well. And we took him, and he is now our mascot, and he is the best dog. People come in, as soon as they walk into the cigar bar, they see Rocket, and all they do is want to give him kisses and say hello. Everybody's been so friendly to him. And I walk the streets, and people come up to me. He's the most chill dog, the best dog, the nicest dog. And Rocket breed, he's a... Rocket is a um, Staffordshire Terrier pit bull. So he has pit bull on him. He has And I think a lot of people, as soon as you say pit bull, they kind of think, oh... Except in Wilton Manors. I have to tell you, the people in Wilton Manors love these type of dogs. They all come up to me, and and they're all, like, not scared of them. Like I said just two minutes ago, they want to give them kisses and hugs, and they get down on their knees, and they pet them, and... And all he does is give love. And they know that this dog is not going to be vicious or hurt him or anything. It's just, he's yes. the most gentle very dog gentle. we've had. It's ama- we, we are dog people. Yes. And, uh, and this is a very dog-friendly bar. We allow right. all, the dogs, all the dogs in the neighborhood bring their owners in here. 
so that we can give them snacks and say hello to us. Wow, that's great. You know, I'm a dog person too, and I just talked to someone, and I was like counting all the dogs I had in my life. Mm-hmm. I've had seven, and I realized I had seven dogs in my lifetime from being a little kid. When you get into your 60s, right. you know, you're allowed to have that many, <laughs> let me tell you. But, but like when I hit a bar, we had two dogs that was at the bar, and they were huskies. And we would have them, and I can tell you one thing, don't ever get two dogs and name them similar. Oh, I know. We, we had we, that. We came close. We were going we to. We came close. Because I had two dogs, and it was Izzy and Ozzy. Right. And whenever you called Ozzy, Izzy would come. Right. And Ozzy, the male, would act like a, he would just sit back there like, that's not my name. Right. You know, so I realize now, you don't, if you have two dogs, don't call them names Correct. that are similar. We were going to name two dogs, Teddy and Freddy. And then someone said, uh-uh, I can't do that. Yeah, we, so. got, we got lucky. <laughs> Thank you for confirming our, right. our thoughts on that. Oh, I can tell you well, how Rocket, that works. Rocket came named. He had a yeah. uh, collar on it, and it said Rocket, and we kept his name. That's how we've got Rocket. Well, that's great. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about the business yeah. itself. You guys wanted to do a cigar bar, and you also have wine and drinks, right? So mm-hmm. you, coffee. And coffee, so you do some pairing, correct? So if people want to have, a, have wine and have a cigar. Right, we have so. wine and we have cigars. We have white wine, we have red wine, we have sangrias, we have port. So we have a whole gamut of wines, a nice selection of wines. And they're unique wines, wines you're not going to find at a Publix or Winn-Dixie or something like that. And uh, my mom is quite the uh, connoisseur when it comes to wine. So you like the wines. I like the wine. Yep. And, and you like the, the cigars. cigars. And the yeah. coffee. Oh, and, and the coffee. Yeah, and, and yeah. so, on. so this is like a perfect combination then perfect with combination. you two working. Exactly. So you also have a VIP lounge, correct? Yes. And tell me a little bit about the VIP lounge. So we host it out for private events, but also we run, we have poker nights here. Uh, poker Friday, for fun. For fun. Poker I'm for sorry. Fun. I do poker have, for yeah, fun. Yeah, we, we do yeah. want to get that on the record. Um, uh, on Friday nights, uh, Saturday nights, uh, Sunday nights, and, Mon- and Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights right. Yep. right now, and if it gets more popular, we might add a few more nights, but we'll see. We have a lot of nights. So, so um, yeah. we also have the photo booth here and the touch tune, so if people want to enjoy their own music, they can make their own selections while we have music going all the time. And we have a dart machine that we have here. So this place, Tap That Ash, is very unique. You, it feels like you're walking into your living room. And the ceilings are extremely high. They're like 30, 20 to 30 feet high. And the ventilation in here is excellent. So people who do not smoke, and I am not a smoker, can come here and feel comfortable without thinking, oh, my God, I can't breathe in there. So we, get, we're, we have many, many customers that don't smoke, and we have many, many customers that do smoke. And everybody seems to love this space. And we have to have a shout-out because tonight is karaoke night, as is every Wednesday night here. Yeah, so on Wednesday nights they do karaoke here, and they do a lot of different things here. Especially, you know, in the VIP room, I have seen photographs, and actually someone who was on my very first show, Monster Mike, I see him here a lot too. But let me talk a little bit about the inside. 
This place is beautiful. I'm going to take some photographs, everyone. I need to get photographs, and I'm going to put them on my Instagram and all my social media. So I'll talk about that in a second. Who designed? Who's the interior designer? You? Um, I, I picked most of the furniture. I believe my older son picked the color of the walls, which definitely is growing on me. <laughs> And, uh, I wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When I hear a mother say growing on me, I can tell there was probably not an agreement in the original no, just at, color not, not really, because this is what they picked. They're more familiar with cigar lounges than I was at the time. My mom, my mom and I walked in and we could not get over. Wow. So everyone, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take a lot of photographs. You're going to see them on my Instagram. I'll be right back. You're listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Cannibal 2023, a whole new world, is October 26th to November 1st. There is so many things happening. You need to get to their website and make your reservations today before it is sold out. Go to cannonballbash.com. They have great events taking place this year. Once again, the foam party, the Sahara Gold Party. There's a spa excursion. Wow. The Jungle Queen. And there's also going to be flying carpet on the airboat tour. You know, and they have great food. The brunch with the queens. We have the Shamara dinner and the barbecue. Plus... There's the Mediterranean Banquet and Show. So much to do. Go to CannonballBash.com and check it out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. I am here with someone who I find has had a very amazing life. Very interesting. And I just want to talk to him and I think you guys are going to find him very fascinating. I'm with Phil. Hi Phil. Hey everybody. This is Phil. Also call him Handyman Phil because he can do all about anything. But really, his life story is very interesting. Phil, you've done many things in your life. I know you're an ex-vet. Is that correct? I am. And you were in the water sport military. Which one was that? The water one. I was in the Navy. The Navy. Not the Coast Guards. No. What's the difference between Coast Guards and Navy? Nothing, really. <laughs> Nothing, really? <laughs> the Navy wear white, right? They do. So you guys were the men. And blue. White and blue. White's dress and blues are daily. White is dress. You guys have the, the hot uniforms <laughs> in the military. <laughs> there used to be a lot of hot guys back then, but not anymore. They're all old. <laughs> yeah, all the guys that you were with are all old. So what did you do in the Navy? I was an Airedale. An Airedale. Now, wait a minute. I know a little something about Airedale. Airedale in the you Navy. You Googled it? I Googled it because I knew I knew this area for some reason. And I actually do know the area. Airedale is also a region in in the UK. Cool. In Yorkshire. It's the River Valley. Awesome. And I was there once. And that's why I kept saying Airedale when you once told me that. And I'm like, that's either a dog that I know or a place in Arizona. And I knew that. No, But it's something over in UK. It's a Navy personnel that flies or works on airplanes. So you actually worked on airplanes? I did. I was an electrician. 
on C-130s and C-118s. Carrier airplanes. C-1, those are big ones, aren't they? They are. They're four engines. So when you say electrician, like you had to do all the wiring and electric work inside the airplane? Well, yeah, and all the motors and the hot, there's a hell hole and... There's I've been in a circuit. hellhole many times, well, let me tell you. A hellhole you couldn't fit in right now. Oh, wait a minute. Are you talking uh, about my size? I couldn't fit in it either. Okay. So a hellhole, that's down where all the wiring goes, I take it's, it, or something? It's part of all the wiring circuits in the plane. And it's a little tiny square hole that pops open, and there's a bunch of resistors and okay. all kinds of stuff in there. Too, too, controls the plane. too technical for me, people. Yeah. Okay, so but you've done a lot of things. But where were you? You were born and raised, kind of where in my area, Southeast Michigan. You're in Southeast Michigan, and I was raised in South Ohio. So we're both from the same Midwest, Upper Midwest area. Correct. You're from Deerfield. I lived in Deerfield. Yes, you lived in Deerfield, and I actually was born in. Raised in as a kid in Erie, Michigan. My father was the mailman there. Erie, Michigan. So, yeah. Is that on the lake? It is right on the lake. Lake Erie. Yes. And my mother had me and four other kids with the mailman. Oh my god! Oh, that had to be a family joke. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Your mom and the mailman. We still ain't sure which mailman, but. Oh my god! <laughs> no. <laughs> so. So there was four of you. Now, five. five kids? Well, if you include me. Well, including you, there's five. Correct. And where were you? Oldest, youngest? Middle. In the middle. Okay, so you're the one that kind of got away with everything by the being in I the middle. Did. Got it. But you've done a lot of stuff, even as a young kid. Like, you guys were raised on a farm, or your aunt and uncle, was that yep. someone had a farm? Yep, my Aunt Bessie and Uncle Vern and... All of us worked on the farm at one time or another, but I looked, worked the longest. <laughs> you worked the longest? My time? brother, Dean, was the, little, the littlest. He worked like three days, and they said, we really don't need you no more. <laughs> we don't need him Why Was he eating the stuff or no. was he just ruining it? He would take, we would pick green beans. Yeah? And he would take the wet mud, because we got paid by the pound, four cents a pound. So he would take the wet mud off the ground and pack it around the green bean and throw it in the bushel. If you had a bushel that was way over full, it weighed like 34 pounds. Dean's weighed 60. Oh, my God. He, <laughs> but yeah, Bestie and them didn't know nothing about that. So he was putting the mud in the... Well, yeah. It, so he, it would weigh more sit, so he'd get more he'd money. He'd sit on his butt and he would take and be like way back behind us. And he would take and sit on his butt and pick a few beans and throw mud around the bean. Because, you know, sometimes there was mud when it got down the thing. You'd get a, a little bit of mud on it, but... His all had mud on it. He said, well, he sounded like he, he knew a way to get around the system. He did not like to work. Ah. Never. So Until you, he found out he was a great body man on cars. He could do anything he wanted, and he loved doing it, and he did great doing it. So you worked on the farm, and you then later in life you were an electrician, and you can do a little bit almost of ev everything. Plumbing, electric. Plumbing, electric. Computer stuff. Usually everything I read, I get comprehended and do it. Wow. And I know you tell stories when you were younger. You used to get in trouble because you would take your toys apart. Like, 
I did. Disassemble your toys and rebuild them. I took my mom and dad's television apart when I come home from Kidney Garden one day, and then I took and took every toy I ever owned apart. I built a transistor radio when I was like about, I don't know, eight or ten years old. Transistor, those yeah. are the old radios. Right, like, we a, kids like, an, the, like did a... Did they have the tubes in them still? No, but it was like, no, that's what went from r- tubes to transistors. Okay. And made it smaller. It was like a what you would they people would think of a Walkman or something, and they, but it was a little FM AM radio. I don't think it had FM on it. <laughs> God, I remember the AM days of radio. Yeah, because like Cincinnati, where I'm originally from, there's WLW, which was one of the largest AM radio stations that had something like fifty thousand watts, is what it's known for. And it would broadcast all the way up into like Minnesota or something crazy. But I always did something, you know, I was always building or taking apart or doing something all the time. Getting in trouble. I didn't get in too much trouble. My brother and sister got me in trouble a few times, but I didn't. Oh, they, the your older sister and younger brother? One time they were going to run away, my younger brother and younger sister. They were going to run away? They were, they were both going to run away. And I was in bed and I had body casts on from a motorcycle accident. And they were going to get in the thing. And my brother Dean went to get out the window. And he hit his head on the door. He could, Or he couldn't get out. And so Rocky says, I'll show you how to do it. So she hurried up. She got out. She got on the, the roof of the garage. My dad's down working on the car right below us. And they're going to go down to Camp Lady Lake down by Lake Erie. And they're going to stay down there in one of the old cabins. And anyway, Dean went to get out and he hit his head on the door. My mom goes, what the hell's going on there? He gets out, closes the window on my sister, and jumps into bed with all his clothes on. And her sister stuck outside. And she's outside on the roof. And mom comes in. She goes into Rocky's room and she says, where's Roxanne at? I go, and I pointed to to the window? I pointed to the window. And they go, you just gave her up? I said, well, yeah, she was out on the roof. I, I didn't like getting in trouble. <laughs> God. I bet your sister wasn't happy with you. No. <laughs> so the one reason, yeah, you've had a very, we would say, colorful life. You've done many things in your life with being in the, being in the military and then you worked for the post office. You've done a lot of things in your life. I actually got 105% on the postal test. How can you get an extra 5%? For, by putting your name in right? No, for my service time. Oh, wow. And I aced the test and finished it. I was the only one in like 15 years that aced the test and finished it. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Hey, everyone. Phil has done many things in his life, and the reason we call him Handyman Phil, because he can fix anything, do anything, and you're probably going to hear some sponsor and commercials. I'm really grateful to have Phil, you know, and have met Phil. He has done many things for me, and I would always recommend making sure you use Phil. And as I talked about going to sponsors, please listen to these sponsors you're listening to, Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Catfish Dewey's is my favorite place to eat because they have all you can eat. Hey, they have more than that. They have a regular menu, but I like my food. And on Monday, Tuesday nights, they have all you can eat shrimp. On Wednesday, it's the barbecue baby back ribs. On Thursday and Sunday, it's that Alaska 
snow crab legs. On Friday, it's the fried scallops. And on Saturday, it's the fried oysters and crawfish. Hey, Catfish Dewey's has been around for 40 years because they know how to do it right. Big family environment and has a great little bar inside the place. Let me just tell you, you need to go to Catfish Dewey's. You know, they're conveniently located at 4003 North Andrews Avenue in Oakland Park, which is just north of downtown Fort Lauderdale. See you at Catfish Dewey's. What a great podcast. I had a great time. I hope you did too. So back to what I was saying. If I win this $1.55 whatever billion dollars, you'll know. Trust me, I can't keep a secret. So I'll let you know. But I'm still going to do my podcast. But I won't. I'll actually have money to advertise. But if I do not win, then I need you to go to my website, trippingwithsilverdaddy.com, and please look at this little button called Donation. Because we are in desperate need of some donations so we can start advertising and get more people aware of the show. And you can help me with that. It's real easy. Tell everyone about it. Copy a link to a show and please email it to all your friends and say, hey, check out this old man. He goes by tripping with Silver Daddy. He's actually kind of funny at times. At least I think I am. At least I've been told I am. I don't know if I am. And please send me some feedback. You know, it'd be nice to hear from some people and say, if you like the show or you don't like the show, and give me suggestions. I'm open for suggestions. I can change. I think. I know I can. But... If you are in the area of Wilton Manors, please make sure you stop by, tap your ash, and visit them. They have a great selection of cigars. They play poker at night. They have a poker room. They have some great wine, cool bartenders, and they're right in the main plaza that also has a few other bars. So stop in there and show them some love. That's really important. So that's kind of what's going on this week. And I hope you had a good time, like I did. And as I always tell you, please remember, love, peace, and respect. You've been listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Talk to you again next week. Bye.